Kelly Bob Howdy and welcome to Ernest Goes to Podcast, Ernest Extra number 13, even more slam dunk Ernest. I'm Aaron, this is David. Hello everyone. And we are back after a little break. Yeah, how, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm. it's alright, maybe 80-90%. That's good. I injured myself acting out a scene from Ernest Goes to Africa. <laughs> Uh man, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that from someone. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> I'm an animator. I'm using the audio. So that happened. Well, I'm glad to see you hail and hearty and back in the Ernest Goes to Podcast driver's seat. Ernest! <laughs> Can never be away for too long. Back to Slam Dunk Ernest, yeah. a movie I enjoyed. I did too. I, I really enjoyed it a lot more the second time around. I was surprised. I surprised myself. With, that happens. Yeah. We had so many earth-shattering revelations about this movie. For once. It's all about God, angels, temptation, Sneakers. the devil. It's funny because we were talking about all the Christian themes. Ernest being the seventh son of the seventh son reference. Uh, yes. Like, I realized after we recorded it, Slam Dunk Ernest is the seventh Ernest movie. Oh, what? Yeah. Like, I was at home, like, that's weird, that seventh thing. And I was like, wait, Ernest goes to camp. <laughs> Ernest saves Christmas. Ernest goes to jail. Scared stupid. Ernest tries again. Ernest goes to school. And this is Slam Dunk Ernest. Coincidence? Destiny, Aaron. I think not. The Archangel of Basketball willed it so. Well, God willed it, so the Archangel of Basketball just carried out the God's mm. sovereign will. So, <laughs> the um, this is, this is the longest <laughs> list of things to talk about in an extra I've ever had. One thing that stuck out to both of us was the theme of advertising to children oh, sure. in the 90s. Yep. Well, I mean, the advertisements in this movie kind of stick out to me. Obviously, there's all the stuff with the shoes, not only uh, in the way that Zamiel is trying to uh, sort of tempt Quincy, but also just at all the basketball games. You know, it seems like a lot yeah. of the advertisements are just excuses for earnest movie callbacks, but there's also just a lot of like ads for the mall or ads for the shoes and things like that. And it reminded me of how uh, in elementary school, I went on a class trip to the Paley Center for Media, which was then known as the Museum of Television and Radio. Yeah, I remember that. And um, we actually did like a little, you know, fourth grade or whatever it was seminar about like advertising. And it was it was a woman who was presenting like all these different advertisements and just sort of leading our class through a discussion of like what's the text versus what's the subtext how is the ad like sort of like manipulating exactly it? yeah and like it's almost that same kind of idea of like not telling you hey buy these shoes but almost just like was it you who described it as like in incepting yeah. yeah it's like yeah well it, i think advertising used to be more like this product is great i love it and then in the 90s it was more like it's more more it, more like it played more on subtle? emotion, I think. Yeah. The further you got on, like, well, there was something that Cindy caught on to in some of the mall advertisements. Like, you've got the basketball court, but then the mall also has these posters. It was like it's like these large black and white illustrations of young people eating donuts. Oh yeah. And it says "Taste the World." Interesting. On the poster, like it's like a weird subliminal. It's another temptation thing because it's yeah. it looks like such a decadent donut. It's like "Taste the World." Like it's like the apple, the Garden oh, of yeah. Eden. Like I mean, like if you eat this, huh. you will have, you'll be worldly. You'll have world yeah. knowledge. It's interesting. There's a <laughs> I mean, it also kind of makes me think of just like, the, have you seen They Live? No. Like it's uh, They Live is centered around like sort of American consumership. There's like a world uh, behind advertising that is more sort of nefarious and designed to keep people sort of placated. Status quo. And, yeah. 
Yep. There's also an ad for Utopian Flights in the basketball scene. Yes. And then it just says, get the edge. I think that's actually an ad for the mall. Whoa. Well, that's even... There's definitely an ad for the Utopian Flights at the basketball games. But I think there's also an ad for Riverside Mall or something right. like that. Right. And it says, get, and it the, says, edge get the edge at the yeah. Backwater Mall. I so, think it's yes. Like, yeah. Backwater sounds correct. Yeah. It's just like these little things placed around in the background that's like echoing themes of like temptation and... Well, it's, also, it's almost subliminal in and of itself in the way that it's kind of just like placed in the background we're not mm-hmm. going to draw a lot of attention to it and just like we'll let you sort of soak it in all of this is weird too just in the sense that Ernest is an advertising yeah. character yeah <laughs> it's so it's like, really that's that's a weird layer on top of this I mean like yes you could draw a parallel between advertising and like temptation from a nefarious sure charlatan oh certainly <laughs> it's so like dense in this <laughs> and it's so unexpected because again we're talking about Slam Dunk Ernest the 1990 direct-to-video movie correct about magic basketball <laughs> shoes <laughs> featuring Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, I heard a new lyric we were re-watching the, the fashion show scene where Ernest is modeling the look that's oh yes that's, that's based my on favorite. the Ottoman Empire <laughs> You look so good, you look so fine, all the gods and goddesses should just resign. Yeah. So it's again putting Ernest on like, you can be a god. Yeah, if like, you just follow what we have to tell you. It's Eden. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. Well, to bring this out of the, the subconscious. Sure. Let's get more into the text of the movie. Sure, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's some a bunch of amazing things that I wanted to mention. First of all, Quincy's Burns. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about your dad? Uh, he's nothing and never will be. Quincy is such like, he is, does not treat Barry well. He's so mean to his father. And it's almost like he says it so offhandedly too. That's it's what like, hurts more. She's like, oh, of course, this is obvious and how Barry's terrible you are. so loving and accepting. Like he yeah. doesn't ever like say, you shouldn't say that. He just looks deflated. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because it taps into his fears and insecurities about oh, being a, a father. Poor Barry. Yeah, we talked about the the most solid burn was when Quincy says, <laughs> he's nothing and never will be. There's two others that really stuck out to me. The second was Barry is talking to Quincy, explaining why he can't have the shoes and why he needs to stay in school and work hard and all that stuff. Barry's like, I dropped out. I didn't go to college. Right. He's I talking about like, how education. much of a mistake it was. Yeah. And he says, when you're older, you'll understand. And Quincy says... When I'm older, I'll end up just like you. Ooh. Like in like the most <laughs> in the most disappointed like that's a terrible thing. He's gonna end up like his loser father. Oy. Poor Barry. <laughs> and then another hilarious one is poor Barry is like watching. He's watching Quincy play video games, and he's just talking to his son like, "This is it, man. The, the pros are finally gonna be able to see what I can do." The pros are finally gonna get to see what I can do. They won't be looking at you, Dad. They'll be looking at Ernest. <laughs> and he just deflates again Oy. and he, he doesn't have a response to that he has no response to that I mean what can you say <laughs> it's 
it hurts because it's true. Yeah. Poor Barry. So I had an interesting thing happen, speaking of <laughs> characters in this movie. Yeah. And actually, this kind of ties into something that we've had happen with other Ernest bits. For example, Elvis. Oh, yeah. Where once once we notice Elvis, we can't unnotice him. Yeah, in like um, everything. Or that, what's that tattoo that Koi has? Oh, the love and hate on his knuckles? Yes. Yeah. Um, once we see it in an Ernest thing, we start seeing it everywhere else. Obviously, one of our favorites on the basketball team is TJ. Yeah. I, I wasn't familiar with that actor, who I believe is... Miguel Ma- Ma- Nunez Jr.? Correct, yes. I wasn't really familiar with that actor's work, um, but I was watching... <laughs> Coincidentally, I was hanging out with our friend Tom from Hey Vern, It's Ernest Part 2. Oh, yeah. And we were watching Return of the Living Dead. Of course you were. That's that's how we roll. (laughs) And who should show up but TJ? And I was like, it it took me a second, too, because I was like, wait, I know this actor. Wait, I know this actor. Because it's like, it's a movie that's probably mm, at least a decade prior. So Wow. Uh, So, yeah, I was like, huh. That's interesting. Now I've seen him in a movie other than Slam Dunk Ernest. Maybe we've seen him before, but we just never noticed. Weird. Then I was hanging out with Matt from Haven Disc serious? 1. Okay. And we were flipping through Netflix and I was like, oh, they have the Scooby-Doo movie on Netflix now. That's a weird thing. Let me check this out. 20 minutes in. Oh, it's TJ from <laughs> Slam Dunk Ernest again. All right. I'm glad he's getting work. That's cool. Why does that happen? I don't Maybe know. it's just been the whole time. I mean, well, it's the kind of thing where it's like you're not you don't look for it until you know to look for it. Yeah. Whether it's a, a theme or an actor or a recurring line of dialogue that we cheer at because Jim Varney has said it yet again. The amount of things that Ernest Goes to Podcast has opened our eyes to. Sure. It's astonishing. I looked up Miguel Nunez Jr. on IMDb and I was like, what else has he been in? I, I'm curious now. And there was this movie in, I want to say, like, the early 2000s called Juana Man. Okay. Which I feel like in my 2000s zeitgeist brain, I'm like, oh, this is kind of tying into the WNBA being a thing. Mm -hmm. Again, basketball. I believe it's about a guy who, like, pretends to be a woman to join a woman's basketball team. Um, Wow. Not a very subtle name to pick. Wait, yeah, that's what he picked, man? Yeah. (laughs) His alias? (laughs) That's incredible. So he poses as a woman to join a woman's basketball team. I believe so. Our, Our listener or anyone who's uh, has a solid knowledge of that movie can correct me, but I think I bet that's he what gets it's about. with that girl. I'm sure he does. <laughs> that one girl. Uh, I have to sing the praises of. I think. It, how do you say his name? Jay Brazo. Brazo, maybe. Maybe. Oh yeah, Jay Brazo. French Canadian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who plays Zamiel Malik? One of my favorite characters. Oh, good old Zames. Ernest, why don't you tell your friends that you can't work tonight? He's amazing. He, he is, I just wanted to yeah. say how amazing he was. Like, oh, yeah. His line readings when Ernest Ernest's shoes are interfering with the way he walks. And, and, <laughs> and he's just like, this happens to me all the time. Oh, it probably does happen to him all the time because if he's in this long-running chess game with Kareem, there's oh. probably some kind of like... They probably tried the shoes like half a dozen other times. Maybe they used to <laughs> Or look... they use other things and then the angel sends things to yeah. interfere. And he's like, again, this time it's shoes. <laughs> I never saw this coming, this Yahoo with the shoes. It's chess, baby. <laughs> <laughs> There's also just the scene where he's uh, watching. <laughs> I think it's at the last game. Xavier has a hot dog and he laughs at something. And as he's laughing, he puts the hot dog in his mouth. He just goes <laughs> <laughs> and like, puts the entire hot dog in his mouth. Just like Existo. And I found it hysterical. He's just great. Oh, yeah. I hope yeah, he's yeah. working a lot or doing whatever he loves. Well said. Stevie Valance. We love her. She's great. Oh, yeah. Well, I actually had one other thing I was going to say about Barry. Oh, yeah? We talked about it a little bit on the episode, but just like this idea of people who are caught between responsibility and earnest. And I, I sort like of... Like me? <laughs> you could say that. 
but I sort of like wanted to characterize them as like the earnest middlemen and like obvious yeah. ones are like Sheriff Binder or in this case Barry or Principal Proctor from Ernest Goes to School. People who like recognize the value of Ernest but also have like a job to do and people they're responsible for and things like that. It's like another interesting like sort of holdover character type that you see from movie to movie and it's interesting to see how that progresses. Yeah, it's interesting to see like, okay, who is it this time? Who's got your right. it? Yeah. <laughs> and like, no! Give them, give them the baton. Well, it was funny because I was thinking about this on my way here to record this episode and I was like, okay, let me see how far back I could take this. Who would be the example of that in like Ernest Saves Christmas? And then I was like, oh, in Ernest Saves Christmas, Christmas, it's Joe, but it's not people who are stuck between responsibility and earnest. It's people who are stuck between responsibility and Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Because Santa is kind of an earnest. In that movie, That's yeah. weird. <laughs> but then you've got Charlotte. Well, I was going to say, like, what about, like, Nurse St. Cloud, maybe, a little bit more? She doesn't really... She, she's less active, I no, guess. No, she doesn't... It has to be somebody that they they kind of, like, ease... True. They, like, like the, the tension. They try to, like, mitigate all the disasters around Ernest, or they try to... It's more like they're, they're like moderators between Ernest and the rest of the world. Right. Sheriff Binder and Barry are, I think, the two extreme examples. Absolutely. And they're both like father they're figures. They're both father figures, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's part of it. Being parental and yeah. knowing how to juggle those things. Oh, yeah. Well, they're understanding and they want to give him a chance. And... But they're also, they've also got like a, a lot on their plate, so they're, that, always, they're, not, think, they're yeah. not always the best at that's the thing. They're maintaining the two that balance. most similar characters in that sense because yeah. they have the most responsibility and the most riding on. Ernest failing if they give him a chance yeah like their their jobs are sort of tied into Ernest's jobs mm -hmm. their success is tied into like Ernest's success correct correct so, that's the, the correct word I mean Barry Barry and Sheriff Binder peas in a pod <laughs> <laughs> they go out for drinks after work Sheriff Binder is one of the two riders so there that's you true go. that's true it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like Barry and Sheriff Binder are like two people who have dated Ernest and then they realize <laughs> it later like they get oh, drinks later yeah exactly like, <laughs> like, we, we both we both did uh, he do that yeah you... <laughs> oh weird I remember that yeah. Um, okay, I just love Dr. Love and her sign that says <laughs> Dr. Love. Like, there's a point where, like, the ESPN reporter is talking to the camera about the basketball game, and Dr. Love just, like, walks by in the background with a sign that says oh, Dr. Yes. Love on Wish. <laughs> it's amazing. She's she's taking advantage of that situation, man. Making I have it work. to make gifts of Dr. Love and her reactions to things. She's great. I would One love thing I really appreciated that. about her performance was... Sorry, start that again because I was doing a bad joke. One thing I really... <laughs> love about her performances when Ernest's parade comes in when they announce Ernest oh, for the geez. last game. Yeah, the weird float. She's watching this in kind of like shock, but she's still eating her snacks. Yeah, it's, is that like where she puts like a chip in her mouth and she's just like, huh? Yeah, she's got her mouth is a game and she looks really confused, but she still puts <laughs> a chip in her mouth. She's fantastic. Yeah, I hope she's working. <laughs> <laughs> we wish nothing but the best. Yeah, for, for the entire slam dunk Ernest cast. Yeah, obviously we know TJ's had a lot of work. More ads that we forgot to mention was like. Lonnie's one-stop shop, which Dr. Love mentions, and like, yes. is that Lonnie Dawn? And then some kind of apple maggot pesticide. Now, what's the apple maggot thing from? I remember that Ernest reference. Rides Again. Oh, it's yes. like when they're, they're driving the tractor, they said like the road is blocked because of apple Ap maggot yep. contamination. Stopped by apple maggots again. Well, now, there's a part where I couldn't tell what they were saying, but it sounded like they were saying, like, Elton John's auto repair. Do you remember what that was? I couldn't tell if she was saying Evan and John's That's or possible. Elton John's. This is Dr. Love, and we'll have the tip-off right after brief message from Elton and John's auto repair. Listeners, do you know the answer? Oh, we should look at the closed captions. <laughs> oh, that's right. Forgot about that. Which helped me out with, when did Ernest become a black Muslim? Correct. 
the most baffling line in the movie. <laughs> Get the edge of the Blackwater Mall. Mm. There's so much I could say about this movie, but you know, we have to call it at some point. This is true. Slam dunker it is. Any final thoughts? This movie has grown on me, is I guess the only thing I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't like it as much as, I think my favorite later era Ernest film is still School, but yeah, like slam, slam Dunk might be a close second. It's it's pretty... Of the post-Disney's. It's there's surprisingly a lot of substance there. And it, it, I feel like I almost had a moment of, I know what this is without having seen it. Except it's, I know what this is without having seen it more than once. Yeah, it's a, it's an easy hole to fall into. Yeah. I'm starting to figure that no one's really seen an Ernest movie until they've seen it a few times. Yeah, I buy that. Like, there's, the, there's well, they're, stuff. They're, and also because half the time you're going, wait, what? And you miss, like, half the dialogue. True. I mean, they're, they're, like, the dialogue they're fairly is kind layered of movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I find sometimes when I watch Ernest movies with people that aren't us, somebody will start to, like, ask a question, like, assuming that the movie doesn't explain it. And then the movie does explain it, but they missed it because they were kind of snarking on it. I've definitely never done that. So, Ernest movies, you know, they're yep. dense. You got to watch them a few times to get the full meaning. That's where I'm willing to cap uh, the discussion for the movie. I do want to shout out something amazing that a fan sent to us. Oh, yes. Which is Nathan Carson and his sister's amazing Ernest My Little Pony crossover fan fiction. It's like that sounds crazy, <laughs> but it's we got this message from Nathan telling us that he was writing a, a fan fiction about Ernest because we did mention or I'd mentioned Ernest fan fiction. Yes. Of which I would love to read all of it. <laughs> you don't say. I would be delighted to. The idea of people writing Ernest and seeing the different takes on him sure. is like fascinating to me. We've talked about him so much. Yeah. I mean, we have a pretty in depth knowledge and idea of the character. So to see yeah. that from people who are not. Uh, us. Two are not us. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah. that's that's fair enough. He sends us this email at Ernest Goes to Podcast at pigonimation.com. That's the one. Which is another way you can reach us. In addition to our Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter pages. <laughs> and and he just said that he and his sister have been writing this fan fiction. It's crossover with the My Little Pony universe, and it takes place directly after the events of Ernest Scared Stupid. So there's a troll. Oh, really? Yeah, the, the troll is like the antagonist, huh. but it teams up with a My Little Pony universe antagonist, sort of. Interesting. Ernest teams up with ponies and that's kind of neat it's funny because like i mean there's some people that have something against my little pony or bronies as you call i mean i am not one of those people everybody likes what they like exactly we're not i cannot stand again the i know what this is absolutely without having seen it which is what it is or just even the idea that certain media can't be for certain people like i get really passionate about the idea that art is for everybody that's right and when people sort of try to poo poo i guess Mm -hmm. or contradict that i'm like uh you're full of it but please continue (laughs) you, Aaron. This is an amazing piece of... This is an amazing... Does it have an official title? Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, And you can find it. It's called Ernest Saves Equestria. Nice. Perfect, right? It's funny. I was describing this to uh, Lisa, another guest we had on. I said, yeah, it's a crossover between Ernest and My Little Pony. And she went, he kind of is a pony. (laughs) What? Wait, what? (laughs) In that he has that optimism. Oh, that, that okay. like shining optimism and like good natured, well meaning. So, he fits into the universe in that his attitude gels with the My Little Pony universe. He's also a cartoon. Yeah, and he gets along with them uh, smashingly, <laughs> you know, and it feels appropriate. Like we've talked about Ernest, like whether or not he sounds like the Ernest we like, you sure. know, sort of pseudo Shakespearean. Their take on Ernest is more like a lot of multiple characters, a lot of voices, which makes sense if it's based on Ernest Scared Stupid. Mm. He uses a lot of different character voices. He he turns into Auntie Delda yes. in the fic. Like it's, it's, it's. I was really, really, really impressed and happy to see how accurately they captured him. 
His characterization is great. Ernest is spot on. Sweet. And Rimshot. He's Rimshot. Yes. So it's great. Well, it's curious to me that like, because we've talked before about how essentially every Ernest is a different universe. Mm-hmm. So it's curious to me to th- the idea of a story that continues a specific Ernest. Because you yeah. and I have talked before about how we really want to see the continuing adventures of Ernest and Harmony yeah. from Ernest Saves Christmas. So the idea that Ernest and Rimshot, specifically from Ernest a Scared Stupid, like that story continuing and bringing like that baggage with him is mm-hmm. fascinating to me. Yeah. I mean, he does a lot of voices and he's troll fighter. You know, it's it's Ernest Scared <laughs> troll Stupid fighter, Ernest. number one. Reading it made me very happy. I felt like Ernest was back for a little bit. Well, that's great. That's how you want to feel. So yeah, kudos to Nathan and his sister. It's great. Now, is there a place, is this fan fiction posted publicly somewhere? Is there a place our listeners can read it? Yeah, it's on fimfiction.net. Okay. And I guess we can post a link to it? Or? We'll post a link. It's called cool. Ernest Saves Equestria. It's not yet finished. Oh, and there, oh it's, it's like many, an ongoing... It's an epic... Gotcha. It's, it's, it's like, I think I was on like chapter 14 or something. Oh, wow. And I was like, where's the rest? Like, <laughs> like, I just had a, a great time uh, cool. with it. I mean, and again, it's Hell. a very... That title, there's no mistaking what it is. Nope. Yeah. Give it a whirl if you like Ernest. I'm sorry, give it a whirl? Give it a whirl. <laughs> what else can we say? This is the best arm movie. You did mention that. Slam Dunk Ernest is the best arm movie. You did Again, mention that. Yep. I feel like at some point I will make an arm scene compilation or just a beautiful <laughs> arm music video that's just arms. What do you? What music would you set it to? Foreigner. I want to know what love is. <laughs> that's, that's the song that plays in my head that's when I incredible. see his arms. That's incredible. <laughs> Gonna take a little time. <laughs> That's right. A little time to play some basketball. But if I do it one specifically for Slam Dunk Ernest, which I think is uh, worthwhile, then I will use Ode to Joy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or alternatively, I wouldn't have a problem with it if you used the fashion montage sequence music <laughs> just because I love that music. <laughs> once we're done analyzing all the Ernest canon, I see a lot of supercuts in our future. Yes, yes. And I'm happy with that. What's coming up next, Darren? Oh, next is the, the penultimate. Ernest oh movie. wow! Really? Yeah, we've made it very far in I our know. in our journey across the Ernest P world. What is the penultimate movie? That would be Ernest Goes to Africa. Ah yes. Uh, Speaking of traversing the world, <laughs> yep. I can only imagine where that will take us. Well, I'm assuming besides Africa, right? Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Please share this podcast. Yeah. We need people to keep finding it. Our dissertation of Ernest must be heard. I think we did get uh like one other iTunes review, and thanks for doing that, guys. Oh yeah, you by can the find way, us on iTunes. Thank you so yeah. much, the people that have actually gotten out of your way to rate and review us. It really does help. It like it boosts the visibility of the podcast on iTunes. Yeah, it shows you the popularity of each episode as mm. like a graph, and it's oh, sort of interesting. been interesting to watch that sort of change over time it went from being sort of favoring the early earnest movies to sort of being more well balanced now which is interesting yeah so i hope that our podcast has encouraged people to sort of go on the same kind of journey that we have yeah and rewatch things you may have you know not dived into the subtext there is definitely value (laughs) feel free to rate and review we appreciate it everybody (laughs) we will see you next time for earnest goes to africa cool take care everybody viva lavarney